0: Baby, what time is it? (laughs)
1: And Luke Peterson. We have a very special guest with us. You have probably heard his voice before. It is, he has a face for podcasting. <laughs> he is a good friend of ours. Somebody that we, I don't know if you would say we look up to, but we certainly listen to things he has to say and then laugh behind his back. (laughs) He is the owner of a new fight promotion in Pittsburgh, 247 Fighting Championships. It will be, Ryan will be debuting the inaugural event uh, April 6th at Prince Cape Arena in Cannonsburg, PA. It's about 20, 25 minutes south of Pittsburgh. Keep that date on your calendar open so that you can get down there and see the action. You're not going to want to miss it. So as I mentioned, I gave you his first name. Um, It is Ryan Middleton. Ryan, welcome to to the podcast
2: well thank you what 's up what 's up what 's up podcasters it 's nice to it 's nice to uh, uh, be here
1: yeah i 've heard that line before what 's up what 's up what 's up
2: I, uh, I, I thank you for having me as a guest. I hear you guys are doing great things here
1: we are we one of the things that we 're going to be doing on this podcast a lot is tie-ins to Pittsburgh in the fight industry, in the fight game in particular MMA. There's a lot of fighters out of Pittsburgh that have made a name. Their presence has been felt in UFC, and Bellator, and we're going to feature them. So one of the things that we're definitely going to be doing is talking about your new business. I've got uh, a couple questions for you. I know Luke's got a couple. You know, we've gotten into the history a little bit um, leading up to this with how we got back to MMA FanCast you coming onto the podcast. So what I want to know from you is when did you get the idea to actually become a promoter?
2: Yeah, that that's that was a long, uh, a long time coming. Being a lifelong MMA fan and then finally wanting to, you know, do something with that passion. For um for 20 plus years, I was a huge MMA and UFC fan and and then you know, just wanting to do something productive with that passion, and 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 it was a trip we went on to UFC 203 in Cleveland, Ohio, that kind of started that whole ball rolling. Where um, we were just hanging out with the guys, and and I just said to myself, "Man, uh, this is this is my passion. This is what I love doing, and I, I got to do something with that." And and that turned into um, a blog and a podcast and. And doing that, just having fun and getting credentialed for certain events, uh, including some Bellator events, and really just meeting the MMA community in Pittsburgh, and um, and getting to know the guys, getting to know the fighters, getting to know, um, and and just really enjoying their company and really uh, realizing that hey, that there, there's a, a lack of. Fights going on right now, and covered uh, with with the podcast, covered in the blog covered one of the events here in Pittsburgh, and worked the that promoter into having another show, and and helped him out. You know, it was this summer. It was actually on vacation with uh, my family, and uh, said let's let's do it. Six seven months later, it's coming up fast. It is coming up fast. As as uh, we are now only. I don't know if you guys could hear that, but my phone was ringing. That's all right. It is coming up fast. It's, uh, we're, we're, we're almost two months away now, so it's exciting.
1: So April 6th is when the promotion debuts. For me, because of our history together, all the things that we've done with the podcast, uh, the website, we've been credentialed together, gone on UFC trips, watched a ton of pay-per-view events, all kinds of stuff around that industry. For this in particular, with the promotion, when can, can you think back to a point when everything that you've been doing for this event, that reality sank in, that this is actually going to happen? That April 6th is going to come, there's you know, no stopping it, full steam ahead, 247 Fighting Championships is going to happen?
2: It's scary. I'll, t- I'll just be straight up with you. It is scary and there are forces at work um going against you there are yes there are people that desperately want this to fail you know i use that as motivation like (laughs) they're gonna make it harder for me and and that's fine i I would rather it not be that hard but hey if that's the way it's gonna have to be to start off nothing was ever built from scratch without a lot of hard work and difficulty and nothing great was ever built that way. And and I'm not looking to build something that's uh, mediocre. I'm looking to build something that's great. And I know that it's going to take a lot of hard work and a lot of sweat and a lot of pain. I mean, that's just the, the reality of it. So, I mean, I have the... Uh, resources of a lot of good people and a lot of uh, people that I trust and know well and you know I've made connections with some very uh important people in this process and um I think that that all of those things leveraging all of those experiences and relationships and things like that will you know over time it's going to you're not going to be able to stop it you can slow try to slow it down and maybe you'd succeed sometimes but it's happening it's going to happen and it's going to be successful and we're going to be the top per- regional promotion in the area and there's no ends no ifs ands or buts about it
0: well Ryan when you when you're starting out and you've got your first and you've got your first event coming up how do you kind of focus on the first event while also keeping the future in mind because you just said you you obviously have your eye on not just doing one or two and then fading into the night but you have your eye on the future on building up uh, 247 fighting championships into a great promotion so kind of how are you balancing the now with keeping your eye on the future
2: yeah so one of the things that people ask me is like well well, do you want to have events in other cities and stuff like that do you want to go to other places and have events and i mean that's something that you know that's a luxury right that that's not something that's a part of um what i'm concentrating on now um what we really want to do at this stage in the game is get our get established here in pittsburgh get our feet uh planted firmly in in pittsburgh and that stuff will work itself out going in the future um we want Pittsburgh fighters to know that they have a place that's committed to putting on four shows a year. Next year it could be six, depending on how it goes. But they have a place that they know they can count on each and every year. That's going to have high quality, uh, well-produced shows. And so, um, you know- well, let
0: me follow. Let me follow up with that, Ryan. I think okay. one thing that you're alluding to, but I'll just. I'll just suss it out from you a little bit is have you come across pro and amateur local Pittsburgh area fighters who are training and training and training, but not able to get the opportunity to fight?
2: Um, I think that they, ha- they get opportunities to fight, but they might not be, uh, the right, uh, they, they might have to travel to do it.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Right. There's a lot
2: of guys that have to go to, um, New Jersey or Ohio or, you know, to, to, to get a fight. And there's, um, there's also not a lot of opportunity for newer kids to start their amateur MMA career. So, um, those, those just aren't there. Right. Typically what's going to happen is regional promoters are going to be looking out for their own people. Right. Right. So if you have a promoter in Ohio, that's bringing you in, they're not bringing you in to, Win. They're bringing you in. They're thinking that they have a good matchup.
0: Right. Lose,
2: and so um, that's not the best situation for for fighters in Pittsburgh. It's not a way that the Pittsburgh MMA, the gyms here in Pittsburgh. It's not the way that the 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 MMA scene is going to grow. It's going to grow by getting fans in seats, getting kids, and that's one of the goals of our of our promotion. Is we want to have it be fan friendly we want there to be um kids in the in the stands that are going to watch the fights and not only that but look up to these guys and say hey i could go to i want to go to that gym i want to go train where they teach and and that's when you're going to start to see mma in pittsburgh right and, and that's really the environment we want
1: to create. Okay, so you were involved helping out another promotion. Uh-huh. You, uh, you got your feet wet in there and then some. So between that and now having your own promotion, I, I'm sure that there are a lot of things that are challenges, but is there one thing that considering what you went through with this other promotion and now – um, with your own promotion, things that you learned, this should be done differently, and you're able to apply it to two, four, seven fighting championships. And you know, as has there been one big challenge that just seems to keep popping up time and time again?
2: Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna. I mean, to be honest, I learned a lot by by working with another promotion. Um, there was a lot of knowledge I gained in that experience. And I, I mean, it didn't end up working out, uh, us working together, but ultimately, um, I did, I I learned a heck of a lot about the business. I learned a heck of a lot about promoting and, um, and they were very, you know, those people were very instrumental in, in me having some type of knowledge base to be able to do this. Um, that being said, the, you know the, there's plenty of hurdles. Let's just say, and what the, the, the biggest hurdle now is there's worry amongst the fighters in in the area that um, they might get blacklisted from other promotions if they fight for 247. I I think they'll get over that and and they'll realize that those are empty threats because here's when it when it boils down to it. Promoters need fighters and fighters need promoters. It's a two way relationship. So one side can't threaten the other without, without repercussions and vice versa. It's not a a two, it's not a one sided need. It's a partnership and that's the way the relationships between fighters and promoters should be. It should be viewed as a partnership between two parties to build something great and, and that's really what we want to do. And I, there's lots of drama. I, I don't really care about all that drama. Um, it exists, and I try to stay away from it as much as possible. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. That's part of the business, I guess.
0: Well, well, here's a question based on your experience uh, with, with another promotion. And I, I like to look at it as what's something that – you learned whether it be from that promotion or because that promotion lacked it. Either way, that you really want to have in your promotion.
2: Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I kind of started about the family atmosphere. I I, I don't okay. think that most regional um, MMA events have a family-like atmosphere. When I what I mean by that is, um, I had my kids at the this. Uh, this event and there was lots of rap music played with 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 swearing and cursing and and it was more of a party kind of environment. All right. Um, and not that I'm not going to have loud music playing and and all those things. It'll still be the, the same type of environment, but it's going to be more more kid friendly than it's not going to be the zoo, but it will be more kid friendly than what your average, uh, uh, regional promotion is looking for. The promotion I worked with did a lot of good things. Um, and, and also a lot of things that I wouldn't do. And so just kind of taking those things and, and learning what, I mean, I'm not saying my way is right or wrong. It's just the way my, my business model will run. And, um, and I, I just think that there's, uh, um, I want to put a lot more effort into the the promotional side of the of the business i want to put a lot more effort into building up fighters and building up fights and and putting effort into that and so uh i look forward to that i look forward to having guys names be known throughout pittsburgh guys that are mma fighters for 247 i want to help make them known first here in pittsburgh and then I want to help them to reach their goals, which might be to, to – for some of them, it might be to headline uh, regional events. That might be some guy's goal. Um, for sure. others, it might mean making it to the UFC and everything in between. So, um, you know, I think part of our goal is to, to – we're going to – by getting people from Pittsburgh into the UFC, into uh, Bellator, into the mainstream – Um, that'll help us, and that'll help this region and and fighting in Pittsburgh.
0: Well, on that question, because we had been talking before you called in, we were talking about the regional scene, and you just mentioned if somebody's goal, whether it be amateur or professional, but we'll say professional, is to be very big in the regional scene, uh, would you push somebody, like in the future, would you push somebody out of 247 Fighting Championship and say, hey, it's time for you to go? to Bellator or UFC or would you continue, like let's say somebody said you know what, I never want to go to Bellator or UFC, I just want to be uh, like the like the Anderson Silva of 247 in the sense of I want 12 title defenses. Would you be okay with a pro hanging around the Pittsburgh region running up 12 title defenses or would you at that point think, you know what, you, you kind of need to go to a bigger show? So
2: each Different guys are going to have different goals. Some some people are going to realize, like, okay, I don't have the physical skills to make it to the UFC. I, they, they just might know their limitations. I think most guys have that as a goal. Like, they want to fight in the UFC. And if that's what their goal is, my job as a promoter is to help them get there. And and so that may sound counterproductive, to sure pour into an individual and then let them go but i don't see it that way i am, i'm always going to be investing in the younger guys to help build them up so that when it's time for you know the the guys that are ready to launch their ufc career that those guys are right behind them and ready to take over that uh, main event spot or that
0: ah.
2: or that amateur um the headliner of the amateur card, or they're, you know, making their pro debut transitioning into being a pro. I I look forward to helping guys get to where they want to be. And for some, listen, it's a promoter's dream to have a guy. It's all about ticket sales at this, in the regional level. So if a guy's a, 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 has aspirations to just be this Pittsburgh monster, that's a dream. That's a, that's, a dream guy for me. And guess what? Like we'll go all in for him. Um, but that's not going to be most guys. Most guys are going to want to go to the big show.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So then, you know, you have said a, what a word that I keep hearing, maybe not um, you specifically saying it, but um, just in different phrases you put together, I hear relationships a lot coming through with what you're saying. Is that something that is gonna separate 247 from the rest of the regional activity, the rest of the regional promotions? I mean, is that something that you wanna be known for, not just as you know somebody who's gonna be putting on four to six events a year, and you know, good time is had by all, but developing relationships between the promotion and the fighter, and then is there going to be a connection um, with the fighters and the fans? I, I, that's
2: a really good question. I, you know, I'm a relational guy, and I, I think that relationships are the – people don't um, – when you do business, if you do business with someone you trust, someone you like, those are the people that you're going to be loyal to. Uh, and so, relation. It's not just with fighters. It's it's not with just with fans, but it's also with sponsors. Um, I have two of the greatest sponsors you could ever imagine. And Ken Sinagra of Northwestern Mutual. Um, he is he is super committed to MMA to two four seven, and he's a guy that is largely responsible for me financially being able to even do this. And so um, so that's a relationship. Legacy Remodeling, another huge and wonderful sponsor that is helping us uh, get this thing kicked off. Super committed and we're, we're so glad to have them and have that relationship with them. So it starts with, with the funding that can make it all happen with those relationships and we're looking at bringing on um, Uh, another couple sponsors real excited about that as well. So that then it goes over to the gyms and having good relationships with the gym owners and, and knowing that they're going to have someone who's, who's going to put on shows, who's going to give their fighters an opportunity. Then it goes over to the relationships with the actual fighters themselves. We have a great matchmaker, Liam Morris, who is, who is, uh, uh, plugging away and developing those relationships. And, and that's what his job is all about is relationships and, and, and putting that all on the line with, with, with them and making, uh, making those relationships. So it's not just one thing relationally. It's, it's the whole foundation of the company is a relational, uh, and appreciating those relationships and not looking at fighters as just, uh, you know, uh, that they're they're the biggest. The, the fighters are the biggest. Um, that most valuable thing that this company has, and so we cherish that. And and I think that that's something that is not always viewed that way. It's. I think a lot of times it gets viewed far more, more one sided.
1: Interesting. So this this might be a little bit of a stretch into my next question, but. You know, UFC, we'd all, we know that that is ultimate fighting championships. Bellator stands for um, – well, Bellator doesn't stand for anything. <laughs> it, yeah, it is a, the Latin word for for warrior. Yeah. Is there any significance – like, how did 247 come about? Does 247 have, you know, some sort of meaning to you and? Is it something that's important to fight fans?
2: It's actually uh, there's actually two there's actually a couple things that two four seven represents and and as you see on my shirt here, um, we started when 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 we had that blog uh, that we were mentioning that was called Octagon twenty four seven. So that little two twenty four seven when. Uh, as a Christian, when I was starting this promotion and talking about names, um, there were there were two things that I wanted to do, and they were tie it somehow into Octagon twenty four seven, and also tie it into my faith. And so, um, having knowing the verse 2 Timothy four verse seven, which says. Uh, I have fought the good fight. I have won the won the race. I finished the race. I have kept the faith. Uh, it was just a perfect fit with Second Timothy four seven. So two four seven represents both those things. Octagon twenty four seven and 2 Timothy
1: verse four verse seven. Interesting. So okay, um, you know we hear a lot of fighters in. The UFC and even uh, Bellator, they they talk about their faith. They say that they're you know Christians and um, talk about their their walk. NFL has a um, like each team might have a team chaplain. Same thing with uh, with other uh, th- sports. In baseball, I know they have it. Is that something that? you would offer or maybe not you but is is that at all going to be an option for the fighters where before each fight as they go out they have the chance to you know pray with somebody is there going to be it's
2: it's funny you ask that jim um i actually met with robert joseph robert joseph was the uh founder and, and creator of gladiators of the cage which was a is was is depending on if he brings it back uh a local mma promotion here in pittsburgh they ran shows about four or five a year from 2012 maybe even 2011 he might have started up until 2015 16 maybe um and so uh i think they ran maybe 25 I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know how many shows but ran a bunch of shows high-level shows this is um, We sat down and had lunch and I picked his brain. He's a great guy I really uh, Have conversation with him from here to there text with him uh, really good guy and um, And he was talking about You know, I, I let him know that uh I have a faith, uh, I'm a man of faith and he, he is as well. And he said, it's pretty cool. We used to have a, a, um, a, a, a pastor that would come in before the fights and it was optional, but the, the fighters could come into, a, there was a time where fighters would come into the room and, and be prayed, prayed for and, and prayed with. Awesome. And, and so that was, um, cool for me because I am absolutely going to have a set time before each of the events where the fighters uh, know when they can come and in a the room there will be prayer and um, just asking God to be with with the event and with the, with the guys. Sweet. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I know you and I have had conversations uh, about – the industry, and from time to time, I will throw a question at you regarding the startup of the promotion, and you sometimes Your wonder questions. where I come. Where Your questions are normally like
2: weird. They're normally like <laughs> the last thing that's on my mind. Hey, so why is Luke frozen?
0: Uh, I'm frozen it, because I I'm no longer on the video, so you don't have to see me rock. Since we're not videotaping, I froze it. Okay. That way I can rock away. <laughs> but if we're just so you know, Ryan, if we're videotaping, I go to another room, I sit in an actual stationary chair, which I've done for the previous ones. But Jim told me I could rock, but that's why I'm frozen.
2: Okay. Yeah. I, I mean I wasn't I wasn't offended by your rocking,
1: but hey. Yeah, so um, I'm, with, I'm
0: sorry,
1: I got us off track. No, that's that's fine with the questions up. You say they're weird questions. That tells me that I'm coming to the right guy. <laughs> so, um, Luke and I were talking about this before you got on uh, and joined us tonight. And I always want to know the little details what it takes to get from nothing to a packed arena and fans ready to see guys go at it. There, there are so many things involved, minute details, that when you sit there as a fan, you don't even think about. And without going into detail, you know, and giving away any trade secrets, how do you, how do you entice a fighter, uh, as far as compensation goes, where he might think, you know, he should get a certain pay or she should get a certain pay. What is there something that a, a promoter puts together for the fighter, you know, to get them to sign that contract, put their name on the line? I mean, just with anything else, I, I, I have a business background.
2: I've negotiated plenty of deals before, and so it's just a matter of, um, you know, finding the right place where everyone can be happy and sometimes that's more difficult than others and ultimately when you're honest with people and you give them the opportunity maybe maybe you can't pay a guy what he wants to get paid maybe you give him the opportunity in ticket sales to make maybe make that up um or you know maybe you you let him know that um you know there's a lot of things that go on in a negotiation and so um you know it's not always about what's immediate sometimes you have to look at the big picture and right when guys are able to view the big picture and um it, it just leads to more success for everyone if you're not just focused on the the next thing but you're looking more at big picture and is, is this guy truly behind me and does this guy truly want me to be successful and is he going to work with me or is he just trying to get me for as cheap as possible and, and ultimately if you think the guy's trying to get you for as cheap as possible it might not be the right deal for you but if you believe the guy and you believe you believe he's behind you and that's what he's telling you and uh then then big picture comes first you know
1: so it's no different than any successful business out there that you've got to keep cost in mind but if you know you have to maintain relationships and if you don't and if you don't continue building them there's not going to be any pot of gold at the end of the rainbow you won't even see a rainbow
2: yeah i mean if a guy is all about um money and that's all he wants and i also can tell by by that that hey maybe this isn't the right guy for for my company because or at least not right now because i'm a startup like i'm starting from square one and and if i don't get the first event right right is there a second event if we lose a bunch of money on the first event then um can there afford to be another event so i have to be very careful i can't i can't be just making promises that
0: i can't keep you know as we're talking about this one thing i think i can throw out there because it's a state rule to my knowledge correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think it involves any type of trade secrets or anything uh to my knowledge greg serb the commissioner of the state of pennsylvania requires all mma promotions in pennsylvania to be pro-am meaning they have both professional and amateurs that you can't do all amateur MMA and that the minimum requirement number for pro fights are two. Is that correct? Those are both correct. Yes. Okay, and so I'm just gonna ask a hypothetical because some of our listeners may not know Um, I've been involved in quite a few uh, kickboxing fights in Pennsylvania and other states, but in Pennsylvania um, that Greg Serb oversees and that are all amateur or have pro-am in a perfect world without getting you in trouble with the commissioner of state of pennsylvania do you think it's a good idea to require mma to have pro fights each fight or would you in a perfect world want an all amateur card so what i think would
2: be
1: a good answer to an mma fan cast has done it to you again we're going to leave you on a cliffhanger with The interview with Ryan Middleton, the owner of 247 Fighting Championships. We're going to pick up with him again after Saturday, April 6th, which is the date of their inaugural event, 247 Fighting Championships. is ushering in a new era in the Pittsburgh area for MMA. So go to 247fighting.com where you can get your tickets. There are not many tickets left, and it's going to be a great show. Plus, you want to stop by and say hi to Ryan He's going to be easy to pick out. He's going to be the extremely nervous guy trying to act cool. For Luke Payson and myself, this is MMA FanCast. Tune in next time where you can hear the remainder of that interview with Ryan Middleton and also get his take on how things unfolded Saturday night. Until next time, God bless.